A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Today we've got three of our live draft interviews that I did on Saturday night down the south coast after our draft. The first one, uh, I'm joined by Ryan and Wilkie, Ryan Wilkie. Wilkes is uh, Wilkes is my arch nemesis in this competition. He's knocked me over in two grand finals that has killed me each and every time. Uh, he's a guy that he normally goes pretty rogue on draft day. He normally picks a number of injured players and then comes home strong. This year he had a slightly different strategy. He's always been a think outside of the box sort of character. Um, and if the box is here, you know, where he's thinking, it is in another postcode. It's always interesting to hear Wilkie's opinions. Uh, he obviously has won two premierships like myself in this. We're both sitting at the top. So uh, he knows what he's doing. He's very good at what he does. So always interesting to hear his opinions. Uh, the second bloke you here on is Tom Burns. Uh, Burns, he unfortunately finished last in our competition last year. So uh, he'll introduce his, his little friend to you. Uh, you have to wear a necklace around your uh, neck in our competition. It's called uh, the Napoleon if you finish last the year before on draft day. Uh, it's it's a heavy little fucker, so it's not much fun. Uh, got a big chain around it. But uh, Tom is definitely better than where he finished last year. So this year he's gone for a couple of gambles, which I think could pay off big time. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for him. Now, those two boys, they will pick 11 for Wilkie, pick 12 for Tom. And uh, I've got pick 10, who I interviewed him very, very, very late on Saturday. It was essentially Sunday by this point, And I've been tossing and turning whether I upload this podcast. It is complete and utter dribble. So I've clipped it onto the very end Um I take no responsibility for anything that is said. This bloke, he cracks me up. Uh, I'm not sure how it'll come across on the audio, but in person, this bloke's hilarious. Uh, He's always the life of our party down on draft weekend. So Pete had picked 10. He'll come at the very end. Interesting, he took Cameron Smith and was extremely confident that he was going to play this season. So yesterday's news has really hit him like a train. So worth a listen there, worth a bit of a giggle. He had some inside mail from Rupert Murdoch, he reckons, and it's come up a flopperella. Uh, The first two guys, two very knowledgeable supercoach players, uh, the last one, geez, you can make your own bed with that. He was drunk as a skunk. Uh, it was late. I was all over the place. It's a bit of a train wreck. So enjoy that for what it is. But the first two, two really good interviews about two good super coach teams and two good super coach players. Let's kick it off. Wilkie, uh, mate, this is the one I've been dreading the most, to be honest with you. Uh, obviously, my kryptonite, you've knocked me over in two grand finals in, I think, the last four years, is it? Yeah, it's definitely been like that. We've uh, had a few grand final wins and they've all, at the moment, gone my way. So hopefully uh, we can continue that tradition. I'm not dirty on you at all, mate. Don't worry. Uh, pick number one, Latrell Mitchell. Uh, you had you had pick 11 in the first round. Um 
I was I was a bit surprised with this one, to be honest with you. T- tell me the thought process with Latrell. Yeah, I was actually um, pick eleven. I wasn't expecting too many uh, fullbacks to be available uh, still when I got there, and there was uh, Mitchell, Turbo, and Gutherson. So I kind of not that I'm a big big Mitchell fan, but I always knew I needed a ceiling player. Just I've always been in the belief that there's no just plodding along with non-ceiling players because at the end of the day get there and you got to put up a big score in the final otherwise you're just another number that sits on the losers bench so I was uh, just thinking which team would probably perform the best and score the most points so it was either Gutherson and uh, Mitchell so I chose Mitchell Mate did the charity shield uh, did that lift your your view on Latrell Mitchell? I'd be lying if I said it didn't Um, and obviously knowing that they have a favourable round 25 game obviously tipped it in his favour um, I've always been in the belief that there's no going just yeah, to the end but not winning. So, Mate, I've just had a thought. Imagine if it's us in the grand final again. You've got Latrell, I've got Cody Walker. It would be a nightmare. Yeah, well, I, I'm hoping that, but I'm thinking probably that, that pickup of Benji Marshall might be uh, critical for a uh, Cody Walker rest come the last round. Mate, pick two and three. Uh, you obviously said you wanted your high ceiling player number one, Latrell. You got your man. Tohu Harris at two, Isaiah Yo at three. Tohu Harris, um, how, what, what role do you see him playing this year? He obviously was named on the edge a lot last year, played a lot of middle. I probably see him wearing the 13 jersey this year. How, how do you see him playing? Yeah, I think he's, uh, it's not necessarily, to me, it matters which jersey he's playing, but I think he's probably one of their better players. And so whether wherever he's on the field, he's going to be on the field because he's one of the better players. But, um, yeah, so he'll get plenty of minutes and he's along with Yo and... Um, a couple of others by now picked up. They're fairly reliable at getting um, base stats. And, you know, we're in a 14-man comp and it's quite hard to make the top eight if you don't get off to a good start. And you don't necessarily need to blow teams apart with big scores. It's just a, it's just a matter of getting past the other player each week. And so focused a bit more on getting some base stats plays this year rather than last year. Well, mate, I'm just having a look at your team now. Obviously, we said Latrell one, two, Tohu Harris, three, Isaiah, four, Mitch Barnett. I love that one, by the way. Five, you went Ben Murdoch, Masilla. So this was a strategy you had coming into it, or did it just sort of unfold this way? What, what was the thought process? No, it was it was a strategy to um, to get one big one that um, had a ceiling player, and then just kind of get some workers in the background, and then um, just uh, there wasn't a lot of depth in the halves, and so I always knew I had potential if I too many uh, workhorses I guess you'd say that I would be left with not great options around the halves but um, that's how it was going to be it was going to be that way so yeah it was a strategy I guess. Tell me about Ben Murdoch Masella he's a guy that I've been really high on what are you expecting to see from him? Yeah he's probably my biggest risk I'm not sure one how many minutes he'll get and two how effective he is like they obviously he got big reps coming in the Super League last little bit but um whether the pace will be too much for him. He's a big body. I remember years ago when he used to play. But, um, yeah, I guess he's the biggest risk. But um, if he if he turns out to be a um, you know, one of those ones that is memorable this year, it's a good thing he's in my team. Mate, pick number seven. Uh, this is a guy that I really like, but I'm really worried about him this year up at the Cowboys, Reese Robson. Uh, you actually managed to pick up Jaden Braley three rounds later. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, I... Last year I went um, with a strategy of um, I had a few wins on the board and so I went with a few other players I wanted to see play and enjoyed watching um, Jesse Raymond, Jack Bird, 
Zach Lomax, but it didn't quite go to plan. So after I had a few keepers, so I quite like the way Robson plays. And I thought he might not get all 80 minutes, but the Cowboys will throw the ball around and it will be entertaining to watch. Um, whereas Jalen Braley's more just a bit of an Andrew McCulloch, just tackle all day and not as uh, flamboyant, I guess. Mate, Kurt Capel, you picked him up in the centre wings round six. Uh, um, I, I expect you're, you're tipping him to play in the second row. If so, massive. Yeah, I um, I read something this week that apparently after the trial, Cleary said that Capel would play on the edge and Martin would be in the centre. So I, I obviously I just take that on the face value, but hopefully that comes about. And if if he does, he um, should punch out um, around the 50 and get the odd try. So hopefully he should play close to 80 minutes. Definitely the most interesting things about your centre wing, you've managed to pick up both of the Parramatta Eels wingers uh, with the halves swapping sides, the second rowers swapping sides. It's a bit of a mystery at the moment what's doing at Parramatta. What was the thinking there? Yeah, with the uh, backs, it's always a case that um, besides a few who have good base stats, generally it's relying on tries. And I always went into today thinking I'll go for wingers that are from teams that will go well or will score a lot of points. So I was looking at South, uh, Melbourne and... Parramatta and so um, when the two Parramatta ones were there probably lower after not having the great year last year I thought well they're probably due for a good uh, touring session this year so yeah hopefully Parramatta have a few high scoring games Round 9 you went Jared Croker out of the Canberra Raiders uh, he's definitely dropped off over the last few years this is the beauty of draft which I know you've done a heap of times where you pick guys up at really good value and they get back to their best are you expecting Jared Croker to get back to his best footy? Uh, not really I've, I've always been one who's uh, hasn't been shy on picking up someone who might be a long term injury and um, I guess he's in the similar kind of uh, realm where he's not injured but he has fallen away a bit so I guess I'm just hoping for as long as he comes back and kicks a few goals, he's pro- he's obviously on old legs now. But, uh, yeah, nothing too spectacular, but he's in a good team that he might get a few easy tries. Mate, you mentioned earlier about your strategy to pick a high-ceiling player followed by a heap of base guys. Now, that makes a heap of sense, but if you know you and you know how you've drafted over the last few years, you've done a complete 180 here. Normally, you end up with six or seven blokes that are injured, suspended on criminal charges, everything you could imagine. Why the change this year? Because it's been dramatic. Yeah, I think I think it, we in the past we've only played uh, with 12-man comps and just with 14-man comps last year, the first one, it was really – you couldn't make too many mistakes and you missed – yeah, you, know, you lost a game or two, and then suddenly you were that just that further out of the eight, and your negative differential. Last year with the shortened season, it really meant you had to win more, you know, a few more than half the games to make an impact. And I'm generally at the last game of the year, I have been three out of four, so it was quite boring towards the end of the year last year. Mate, uh, one thing I do notice about your team, and I'm sure this was part of your strategy as well, uh, your halfback and your 5'8", you waited until round 12 to get your halfback, Luke Brooks. And Brooks is probably he's probably the last halfback that's a respectable pick you'd be happy to have in your side. I sort of call it the Luke Brooks line. He's sort of the last guy, then everything else is a bit of a nightmare. You also got Benji Marshall at 5'8", pick 17, your last pick. Um, I imagine... If Benji's not playing, it doesn't really worry you. You'll sort of go without a 5-8? Uh, yeah, I guess I was on that strategy of um, same thing with Luke Brooks. Um, some few of the other players went early in the first six rounds. And so there was 
really no one uh, that really grabbed out, especially in 5'8". Um, in terms of 5'8", yeah, I'm not sure Benji Marshall. I've, I've picked up a few um, auto emergencies that won't be great, Nico Hines and the like. So I may have to either pick up uh, just a Cade Cuss or someone that doesn't necessarily put any points out but just gets a 30 or something or maybe just see how Benji goes. But, I'll, yeah, it'll be something I'll have to consider in the next couple of days. Mate, obviously uh, you've won two premierships. I've won two in our comp. We're, we're, we're leading it at the moment. Uh, we've, we've got the inner circle of people that have won a premiership. Then we've got the inner, inner circle, which is where we live and we pay rent. I've said to everyone else, all the best this season for you. I've got nothing for you, my friend. That's all right. I'm actually, uh, you know, it's, it's good to be comp- have company. So I, I don't think it's good that either of us would go into an inner, inner, inner circle. That would be a bit... Uh, be a lonely lonely world thank you mate no worries Burnsy uh, mate it's been a pretty rough year for you hasn't it not my best year I've had last year wasn't great let's let's say going 14 go through COVID Johnson Zeri Jai Arrow David Feeder. none of them turned out it was a tough year for you, mate. On top of that, Blake Ferguson scores, what, three tries in the entire season? None, tough gig. None while he was playing for me. <laughs> Jesus, brutal. So, um, yeah. Mate, there, there was lows in draft. Uh, I'm looking over at you now. You're looking there, sitting there like a Cheshire cat with your Supercoach Classic hat on. Tell us about that. Look, finished in the top 1,000, so can't complain about that. Had uh, Walker go massive for me in the last round, which kept me in the – I think I was coming 300 – Something's in the uh, going into the final round, so yeah, had uh, had him go massive in the final round, and that uh, that kept me in the top thousand, which was very lucky considering I took go into that one as well. Mate, as a Bunnies fan, you must have been stoked with Cody Walker there. He looks so good without Latrell in the side. He looks good with Latrell in the side. Who knows what this year is going to be like? Well, I've got him, so he better pull his finger out, mate. Your number one pick, uh, and I said to you earlier tonight. I back your confidence. Obviously, you came last last year. Would have stung. And you've bounced back this year with a big gamble. Pick number one. Who did you take? Uh, Tom Trebojevic. Uh, look, take guys who you believe in, guys who you think are going to go real well. And he's proven that he can do it. So let's hope that hamstring comes good. Mate, I, as I said, you, you finished last last year, which is unfortunate. But I love that you've actually picked a team to try and win it, not to not come last. I, I think it's fucking amazing. Um, and just for the listeners, obviously Tom is a keen super coach player. He is a heaps better player than where he finished last year. Um, mate, you pick number two. I, I think you went really early on this guy. I, I, I think it was a really interesting pick. Scott Drinkwater. Tell me the thought process there. So I took Drinky number two. Uh, so I needed someone who could cover fullback, also play 5'8". So in my like my my dream is to have Tom Trebojevic also to be there at, at as long as he can be. But I need also someone who can play fullback, who can play 5'8". I've got Kyle Flanagan on my bench. So my thinking is Drinky can play in that fullback spot. He can also play that 5'8 spot. I've got, I've got Flanagan there. I've got uh, Jerome Hughes bunch of guys who can sort of all cover a bunch of different spots so mate that's the man i'm gonna ask you about next jerome hughes uh, obviously the halfback for the melbourne storm just re-signed the other day and your first three picks turbo Drinkwater, hughes geez you've got some proper ceilings there don't you well that's the hope last year i didn't have any ceilings i had fucking back rowers and guys who weren't playing proper minutes so we'll see we'll see 
Mate, you, you took Brandon Smith, number four, obviously with Harry Grant returning over the next few weeks. Uh... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Dale Finucane's out. So Brandon Smith for the first seven or eight weeks will be fantastic. After that, do you see him returning to his role last year? How's it going to play out? My thinking is he's going to play 13. He'll have uh, the Finucane spot. Um... They've named Finucane and Bromwich as their captains. So, And there were some whispers there that they're going to play possibly like split minutes. So I'm thinking at least Brom, uh, Smith will start. Finucane might come on. They might spell Grant. Who knows? But I'm, ho- I'm hoping he'll get 55, 60 minutes at least. Pick number five, uh, probably the most underrated centre wing in the game for me. Maybe not anymore, but for a long time he has been. Brian Kelly, love this one. He's playing, I think, on that left edge for the uh, for the Titans. They've got a fucking whole new setup there, so who knows what they're gonna gonna they're gonna do there. So it's like that they don't have that many strikes, and really, he's 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 really it for them in terms of strike backs outside Brimson. So that's that's my that's my thinking there. Mate. five. Kyle Flanagan, pick number six. Obviously, he's made the move to Canterbury. For me, he probably kicks a couple less goals. He has his hands on the ball more, though. For me, it kind of evens out. I think I think he'll be similar to what he was last year. Where do you have him sitting? Look, I think I'm hoping was similar. Uh, as I said, he's on my bench at the moment. Tom Trebojevic obviously won't be there to start the year, so he'll be in my starting side. Uh, for him, it's just going to come down to opportunity. Whether he turns into a good option for me to trade later in the year, we'll see. Did it worry you at all that in your first six picks, you obviously had already picked one guy that if everyone's fit, you can't use? Yes, but yeah. at the same time, Tom Draboyevich, who knows? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, He's there, he's there. If he's there, he's fucking amazing. But if he's not, then I'm hoping I've got coverage. Mate, uh, I think it was pick eight and nine, two back rowers that I absolutely love. Two young fellas are going to be stars, Hudson Young and Katoa out of the New Zealand Warriors. Katoa, I believe, missing the first couple of weeks, but he'll be a star once he returns. You must be happy with those two. Oh, absolutely. I think Hudson Young, he's got that right edge outside, um, replacing John Bateman. And if he can do, you know, 80% of the job that John Bateman did, then... Like he's a he's a fucking great super coach player, mate. Another young gun in your back row as well. I, I didn't see him originally. Uh, Satili Tupanua, handy. Yeah, well they're saying now he's jumped to that right edge and he's going to play outside Kiri. That was my thinking there. So he's just like if he plays outside Kiri and Kiri is still the footballer that we think he is, well, go wrong. Tell me about Corey Horsburgh, mate. I know you picked him late. He's in your starting side here at the moment. Uh, obviously, he's got his drink driving charge in a bit of Barney Rubble there. Yep. Uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of mouths to feed in Canberra. Um, without going into too much detail, there is a lot of front rowers still on the waiver wire, so it isn't a make or break player or anything. But how do you see it playing out for Horsburgh? Well, my thinking was Horsburgh's on his way to fucking playing State of Origin last year. So if he can continue in near that, he's at least a 60 average sort of front rower. 
also Jules, so if I can flip him down, play him, and I've got Felice Cafusi on my bench, so that's my thinking there. What's your biggest regret, mate? If you had to pick one regret out of the night, which one would it be? Oh, uh, well, it's hard to say fucking so early on, but look, I think uh, taking Jerome Hughes at three, I was I was tossing up between him and uh, Jaden Braley at that point. Jaden Braley didn't end up going to round 10 in our draft, which I think was massive overs mm. for him. Um, I think I could, probably could have got better value at the half, though. And there's one more thing I have to ask you. Uh, you've got a little friend with you. Can you introduce him to us? Uh, Napoleon, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he He's joined me for the most of the night, being uh, that I came last last year. Give it a little dangle for us. Let's see the chains. Oh. Mate, uh, I've got no doubt that you won't be there again. I think the side you've picked is really strong, to be honest with you. I think you're going to do really well this year and can only go up, right? Well, look, of my first five round, five, five draft picks last year, I think they played 62 games between them, 20 of them being Blake Ferguson. So, <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> yeah, between Fergo and I think Damien Cook, they played 40, 40 of those games. So, yeah, look, only way is up. So it didn't take Bronson Zeri this year, so look look at that. Mate, as I said before, you've obviously got the classic hat on, finishing the top 1,000 last year. Have you got any classic tips for the listeners out there? I'm sure everyone will be making their teams this week. Any hot tips for us? Uh, nothing massive at the moment. I think just wait for Team List Tuesday. Wait, for, look, look at the guys who are going to get minutes, not necessarily just get named, and then, you know, stick with them. They might be a slower burn than you're thinking, but... The, old, the ultimate goal in that is to have the most points at the end of the day, not just to make the most money. So, yeah. Burns, you must be excited for this year, mate. I wish you all the best. Thanks, Dex. Mate, these are two of the all-time great heads for radio joining together here. I am nervous as all hell to have you on. It's been one hell of a day for you. Mate, I'm glad that uh, both heads are on your shoulders, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, obviously one of our favourite characters in our draft day. Uh, how'd you go today? What'd you rate it out of 10? Mate, it's been heavy. Been a champion for a long time and carrying the burden of being a champion. Not easy. When did you win that competition? Every year. Every year I win the competition. I think it's been seven years by my count. <laughs> You're heading into the ir- irrelevant category just quietly. No, no, no. Not, not quietly, mate. Loudly. Uh Carrying the burden of never missing a, a final series is uh, heavily upon me. But I'm doing okay. I, I, I've carried it through to this year. I've got a great team and uh, looking forward to another uh, final series. Mate, uh, obviously this year we changed it up a little bit. We had challenges to decide the draft order. Uh, how would you find that? Weak, to say the least. There's a bit of fucking carry-on from your end just quietly. No, weak, weak. That's that's all I can say. Uh was geared towards the younger generation, um, a little overweight with less hair, slower car, as fast as the younger kids. I found it hard in the beginning, came home strong, and, uh, it uh, came out uh, in my team. Uh, I got a great pick and uh, I got a great team and uh, I'll be in the semis. Mate, uh, obviously pick number one. You, you were pick number 10 overall. Pick number one, you went for AJ Brimson. Uh, a guy that I really like, but I think it did raise a couple of eyebrows. Tell me about AJ. Are you ready? So, uh, AJ's fantastic. Um, 
Tommy Turbo was available and uh, to be honest, I was knee deep in about half a dozen beers and a few shots. Just completely forgot about him. That was probably actually good, um, but that's the way I rock and roll and uh, it's not always good management. It's just that gut feel. It's the whole serenity of the situation. The vibe? Uh, yes, the vibe and that's how AJ came to me and and... I came to AJ, and together we'll probably, you know, top four. Mate, our second pick comes around. Jason Tamalolo is still sitting on the board. A pretty good win for you? Oh, look, there's plenty of wins out there, um, plenty of players that people could take. Could have taken Jason Tamalolo. They chose not to, and uh, to their detriment. Pick number three, and this is one that I'm probably a little bit nervous about. I've had him a few times over the years. You must be... I, d- I doubt you're overly confident on him playing a heap of footy. Tavita Pangai Jr., tell me about him. The Brisbane Broncos connection. Um, Brisbane Broncos have a monopoly up in Brisbane, spoken to the police force, they've spoken to the bikey clubs, spoken to the drug dealers, they've spoken to the people who supply the drug dealers, and they've spoken to WADA. Because of that, I think JT is actually going to... Play 22 rounds this year, and, and I think that's a win. Have they spoken to his hamstrings? No, no he doesn't need hamstrings. He, he runs on solid legs that don't break. Not Tommy Turbo. I think you got it mixed up, Guru. Sorry. Speaking of our solid legs that don't break, Connor Watson returning from injury this year, going to play lock forward for the Newcastle Knights. I think this is one of the most interesting guys coming into draft day. Did you have your eyes on him from the start? I did. I did. I, ha- I had my eyes on him. I had my eyes on Kurt Mann. Didn't get Kurt Mann. Also had my eyes on Foran. So there's a lot of hookers there. And I'm not saying, you know, looking for hookers is a good thing, but... <laughs> You're you, no stranger to it. If you surround your life with hookers, then you've got a pretty good life. You're happy. You're smiling. When you're smiling, you're happy. You're happy. Good things happen. <laughs> Speaking of hookers, uh, Ben Hunt, you picked him up at halfback. Obviously played a lot of hooker the last year. Scored really well there. Uh, Anthony Griffin's walking into that system in St. George. How do you think Benny's going to go? No one wanted him. No one. Absolutely no one. I don't think Griffin wanted him, but I wanted him, and that's what counts. And, you know, when I, when I want a player... And I looked that player in the eyes like I looked at Benny tonight. He looked at me and I looked at him and then he looked back, said, Benny, I want you in my team. Chose me and I chose him and it's going to take us a long, long way. And when, when you have that commitment, a player and a player has that commitment to his coach, it's out the best of everyone. Speaking of commitment, round number five, Cameron Smith. Uh, probably one of the roguest picks of the draft day. He doesn't have a team yet. He's 37 years old. Do you know something that we don't? Well, all I can say to that is that I believe that Supercoach is set up by the Daily Telegraph, owned by Rupert Murdoch. Anyone knows what the fuck is going on in this world, it's Rupert. So me and Roots, you know, back in the day, Vice... JD's splash of coke from the bottle, not from the mixer. Um, yeah, so you know, I, I, I'm with Root. I'm with Root all the way. And if he's fucking listed Cameron Smith, 
in the competition at all, I'm in. I'm all in. And I'm surprised I didn't go two or three rounds earlier, to be honest. Can I ask you, uh, how long do you hold Cam Smith for? Does he stay in your team for the entire season? Do you not listen to what I just said? <laughs> I listened to every word of that fucking dribble. It got me nowhere. I don't know if you want to say that, if you want this mentioned anywhere else, because if Rupert listens, it's going to get shut down and you're never going to fucking work again. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. You mean Rupert, the former ice addict that you mentioned? No, Rupert, my mate, double JD and Cokes, lots of ice, often bottle, splash it. Boom. Round 12, Jake Avarillo uh, out of the Canterbury system. Tell me about him. Got a great belief in Canterbury this year. And uh, because of Jake Avarillo, it's actually because of the All Blacks, uh, Steve Hansen and his influence on what's going on there. And uh, Avarillo's a great footballer. Barrett made the Panthers fire last year in the back line. They had nothing else. Uh, the Panthers have lost their prop, their leader. Uh, their back line leader was Barrett. Uh, he coached them. And uh, Avarello is something really special. And with Hansen at the helm of the Bulldogs, I actually see them going three or four places better this year. <laughs> Fuck, this is a roller coaster. You don't almost think you know what you're talking about then. Steve Hanson. <laughs> Mate, tell me, round 15, you go for Sam Walker. Obviously the young gun at the Roosters system. Do you see him playing much in the early rounds or is he a back-end guy? I think the whole uh, Walker situation, uh, you've all fallen for it. Fallen, 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 fallen. Fallen for it because um, Walker's actually going to be the Roosters' halfback this year. Uh, they called Kiri in and said that he's going to play number seven to shield Walker from all the press in the new year, all the Sawali bullshit, all of that. This Walker is a gun, he's a keeper. If you don't have him in your team... <laughs> Hello, wake up, Australia. Good God, it's been a long day. I think we'll call it there, mate. Oh, there's only one God. Thanks for your time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 